0: Hello and welcome to Relevate Presents Scholarship, the podcast where we use real research to analyze, scrutinize, and humanize your favorite TV and movie couples. I'm your host, Eric Goodcase. All right, welcome to an adorkable edition of Relevate Presents Scholarship. Today we're going to talk about New Girl and we have not one, but two guests with us today. So we have uh, Dr. Stacey Connor, who is an assistant professor at Washburn University, correct?
1: Mm-hmm, yes.
0: And we have Kristen Anders, research assistant professor at Kansas State University. Kristen, thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So considering this is a show about friendship, it is important that I am joined by two very good friends, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, and then as always, friend Dr. Denzel Jones is here with us as well. Denzel, how's it going? Yep, it's going pretty well.
2: Glad to be here. We
0: have a couple announcements to make before we get into things. So most importantly, (laughs) you knew this was coming. (laughs) So (laughs) Denzel Jones, our own Denzel Jones, won, was it graduate of the decade for Campbell University, University of Campbell? Yep,
2: yep. So So,
0: congratulations to you. Appreciate Uh,
2: it. It's exciting. how How did that even come about? I, honestly, I don't know. I was just kind of <laughs> doing my own thing like I do any other day. And one day I got an email from one of uh, the professors that was there while I was there. And she was just kind of like, hey, how you been? So I thought, you know, it was just a checkup to see how things were right, going. Uh, and then, like, there's this big gap in the email. Like, by the way, like, uh, we were thinking about nominating you for this award. And da 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 da. Could you send us, like, this information? And I was like, sure, I'll send it. But yeah, you know, I'm not thinking much of it. And I'm not fitting to win this award or whatever. So I was like, "Yeah, I send it in." And a couple of weeks oh, later, gosh. I get another email like, "Hey, you've been chosen to to win this award," and so I started travel plans and stuff like that. And so it was really cool. They actually Thanks. congratulations. Uh, appreciate it. They actually sent much me a deserved, lot of uh, a lot of Campbell stuff today, like just as like a, a gift basket of Campbell stuff. Right. Camera so gear. Had, yeah, I got like this little psychology hat. Like a right. bottle, This little cube thing. This is really good for radio.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> the cube thing is
0: really right. cool, though. All right. Well, congrats. Much deserved. Much deserved. Appreciate and I'm it. I'm going to brag on myself for one second. I just defended my dissertation last yes. week. So, officially moving into doctor category Woo. pretty soon. So. What, what was the, the topic? topic? I know. Yeah. What was the what topic? What happens when you get.
1: Smartest
0: radio show ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Do not put that kind of pressure on me. <laughs> yes. That's I a know. lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. So before we get into New Girl and start Eric, talking Eric, about... oh, Eric, what, I mean. was your, what was your topic? Oh, um, I don't want to talk about that much.
2: <laughs> just give us a title. So, All
0: right, the title. So basically, I was looking at new couples, so couples that just started dating, and basically how they use Instagram, uh, whether they post... Uh, with their partner or not and then kind of how that plays into kind of their relationship and how they report their uh, commitment in the relationship basically
2: okay I like it
0: yeah so it was kind of interesting there wasn't a lot of posts though that was the hardest part like people don't post as much on Instagram as I thought they would so Mm. that was the hardest part among other things
2: everything's like stories now so
0: yeah I learned that after I started analyzing stuff
2: I didn't know stories were a thing
0: live you learn (laughs) you grow older yeah exactly
1: and farther away from the new new instagram
0: on my own so it's hard to kind of like get into it for analysis purposes but yeah it works now but before we get into new girl i wanted to give uh both of our guests the chance to talk a little bit about their research and um what they do and what they're interested in so um uh, the game of True American we played before getting on here. Kristen won, so Kristen will go first. Uh, Kristen, would you like to talk about your research and other uh, interests?
1: Yeah. Um, first of all, I have to go, talking about True American, um, I have done so much Googling, trying to figure out the rules of that there game. Are cle- there are yes. clearly no rules. Desperately would like to do it, um, but that is beside the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, so I uh, study sexual identity development among adolescents and emerging adults, which are usually um, people in like the new girl age. So usually between 18 to 25 or 29. Um, and so I look at a lot of um, how they develop their sexual preferences and things related to sexuality and relationships. Um, and then also um, a lot of research on how peers or like what they think about their friends or um how that influences their their sexuality so i'll talk about that a little bit um as we're talking about new girl but and then i also do some sexual violence stuff which luckily we were talking a little bit less about um, for mm-hmm. this show but yeah so sex researcher woo
0: so real quick um what was that age range again
1: 18 we're gonna say 18 to 29
0: to what age
2: 29, 29, okay. 29, as, as long as we got that in yeah. there. And, did uh, I miss Luster? something? Where did that That's come from? Show. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go.
0: <laughs> uh, Stacy, did you wanna talk a little bit about your yes. research and clinical interest?
1: Yes, absolutely. So just a little background, I have my roots in marriage and family therapy. All of my training clinically happened in marriage and family therapy. However, I found a special appeal in working with people who have substance use disorders. So now I teach primarily students who are preparing to be licensed addiction counselors. And I definitely have a passion for understanding addiction specifically related to substance use at this time. I'm sure that could change over time. Um, But My dissertation was focused on something called recovery-oriented systems of care, just trying to understand how how can we effectively respond to addiction and support people in recovery. And with that, I would say True American is something to be commented (laughs) on. (laughs) I just want to say if you're going to be playing True American, you are binge drinking probably and that uh, not not always is that going to be problematic, but certainly if it's glorified too much, we, uh, we see it so much in the media, obviously, um, it's, you know, party culture is a real thing and I think it's hilarious. Um, however, we just have to be really careful, uh, when we bond with substances more than we bond with people or other, other, uh, good relationships in our lives. So I really have found it, uh, fun to combine systems theory and then just being really curious about addiction.
0: Clearly you're a sore loser when it comes to true American. Mm-hmm. Mm. just
1: mm. <laughs> The hangover is real. Let's let's uh let's all drink coconut water and, and recover <laughs> together.
0: <laughs> all right. Well thank you um both of you. So basically we were talking about how we wanted to kind of structure this and essentially we're gonna go through kind of the the five main characters. So the four kind of start off in the law or we might bring in coach too did we were we going to bring in coach or no we, i feel like we might do
1: not know coach very well we can give him a shout out yeah, yeah. shout out for, shout coach out for, for sure. But
0: definitely focus on the five main characters jess nick schmidt cc and winston um and maybe a shout out to coach maybe a shout out to other characters as we kind of get to them but essentially we're going to kind of give them grades in terms of like their relationships. So how are they as a friend? How are they in relationships, maybe at work or in romantic relationships? So just kind of like their relationship abilities, I suppose, based on what we see in the show. Um, So I don't know, do you guys have a preference on where we start or who we start with? Um... Well, let's start here. Who's your favorite character?
2: Oh.
1: I gotta gotta say my
2: boy Winnie. Winnie the Bish? Winnie the Bish.
1: (laughs) i have a special place in my heart for that little prankster um oh. and it, i was thinking about you so so eric was telling us a little bit about his um new Roomba he got yeah. um I, I don't know if we're allowed to yeah, you sure. know, advertise Roombas. we can do we do we get do we get money robots, <laughs> i don't think so
0: robot <laughs> vacuums
1: yeah um but uh, <laughs> he was talking about his cats and how he wanted the to room. have his cats ride the Roomba. But... I want
0: to build a steering yeah. wheel. Yeah, steering wheel from... and I
1: just I had these flashbacks to Ferguson and yeah. R.I.P. You know, R.I.P. Ferguson. R.I.P. But um, yeah, I think Winnie the Fish is is my uh, he's my boy.
0: How about you, Stacey? Who's your favorite character?
1: I relate so strongly to Schmidt. He's uh, so unapologetically himself and has so such low self-awareness that I'm like, oh my gosh, your awkwardness level, which is also why I tend to enjoy Jess just on an awkward level of her quirkiness, but specifically Schmidt, just the combination of his low self-awareness and his high awkwardness and uh, goofy factor, I like him a lot. Okay, so I do have to interject here, so... <laughs> I, so this I'm gonna get this story short. Um, but my group of friends, we actually all call each other new girl characters. No
0: way! You know, really? Yeah. I didn't know that so was. I'll
1: get into that later. Um, I'm gonna have to shout out to my which one family. are you? Well, so I was gonna send this to you guys in advance, and then life, <laughs> you know, gets in the way. There is a BuzzFeed um, a quiz that you can take, and it'll tell you which character you are. Uh-huh. This will probably not be shocking to Eric, who knows me best. Um, 100 schmidt i'm oh, i'm a gosh. i'm a schmidt so um <laughs> which makes sense with, with it apparently i have a little dabble of cc in me
0: gotcha yeah, yeah.
1: I, I feel like i should take it
0: i feel like the parts where you're not schmidt is where i'm the most schmidt yeah. and the parts where i'm the most or the least schmidt is where you're the most schmidt.
1: yeah so two schmidt's in the office yeah yeah so i'm gonna send you guys that link um and maybe we can post it with the podcast I don't sure know. let's do it it's a really Perfect. fun place
0: yeah all right, okay. let's start with Schmidt then. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go. We'll get to we'll get to Winston. Win. Although I just side note, I'm disappointed how many times Winston's got the B plot. He very rarely has like I the A plot of the story. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get let's get to Schmidt. dude. Uh, I adore Schmidt. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm going to be completely biased in my grade. So let's talk a little bit about Schmidt. Um, let's start just as a friend, like what we notice about Schmidt. Since the show revolves around the friendship of these characters.
1: Yeah. So I love Schmidt. Um, obviously I am Schmidt, but I, <laughs> I mean, I think he is one of the most, he has the least, hmm, how does say it, character development throughout? Cause he is so unapologetically like un, whatever, I can't say that word. Um, he is Schmidt the whole time. Yeah. Does he change a little bit? Yeah. I think he becomes better in relationships. Um, but, um, I think I read him really highly um, as a friend I gave him so this is very Schmidt to do but I made a grading system and took notes on all of it um so <laughs> they're
0: color coded by the way Yeah, they,
1: they could be mm-hmm. don't call me out on that um so for Schmidt I, as a friend I said B um th- the reason being, he's typically a good friend, but then he has his really selfish moments where mm. he gets really jealous oh, and yeah. petty. Like, oh, yeah. not—I mean, we all want it. Well, we'll talk about this later again, but we all wanted um, Nick and Jess to break up, but um, he intentionally tries to break them up after he yeah, cheats I on um, I try
0: to block that part of Schmidt out. Yeah, he's so terrible. Well, in that, he's, he's for those a, few episodes. You know, not very he's a nice terrible in that. person.
1: Um. So. But otherwise I think he's a really good friend to um to Nick and um him and Winston have problems obviously, but they end up kind of growing together. Yeah, they together. grow together. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And Schmidt really grows in terms of his self esteem too. Cause sure. like he has lots of like instances where he's he portrays himself as very confident, but he certainly right. has his Um, moments where he's like I was you know I was fat as a kid or whatever and you see that come out and I think he grows a lot in his self-esteem and I think that comes out in his relationships and we'll talk about romantically as well but even in his friendships and I mean in terms of the positive things with him as a friend like he is so like willing to go there emotionally with his friends Mm -hmm, and like willing to share how much he cares about his friends does things for his friends um, kind of like goes in the face of kind of like traditional masculine ideas of friendship mm. where just like where you see from Nick and
2: he's
1: right. Schmidt's
0: like the first one to like hug or, or Fredo kiss his friends. Or...
1: I have a fun, so I did a, cause again, very Schmidt did some research on that. Apparently the majority of the first kisses uh, between Nick and um, Schmidt in the first couple seasons mm. were all unscripted. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. and because, and so the writers, they were like, man, you guys keep kissing. So we're just going to start writing it in because we know you're going to do it (laughs) anyway. So they started, so the first few seasons are completely unscripted. um, And then later on, they just are like, you know what? We just know you already want to at some point in the episode. So we'll write it in. So it's a little more scripted. (laughs) I was like, I love that.
0: So what are your thoughts, Stacey?
1: Yeah, I totally agree that he allows that vulnerable connection with his, Friends and with you know CC, but also brings it out in his friends. So with Nick, who obviously I'd like to talk a lot about his level of vulnerability (laughs) later, um, but he has a way of persistently inviting a connection that would not be stereotypically male to male in my understanding of gender roles, right? And I think that's awesome. And so that's part of his unapologetic piece that I appreciate. I, if we're talking about grades, uh, I don't know if that's something you want me to talk about now. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I think all of my grades are pretty inflated because I enjoy the show so much. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I would give him an A. And I kind of graded all of the characters based on where they ended up um, in their development through the show. So I, I definitely see him as a giving friend. Uh, But totally selfish at times and definitely got in the way of supporting Nick and Jess in their Mm -hmm. relationship because he couldn't handle the fact that they meddled in his, you know, ambivalence about whether or not he would date Elizabeth or Cece, you know, once he had them both Mm -hmm. available to him. So that, you know, on his romantic side, that was a definite markdown where it's like, whoa, first of all, you need to you need to figure this out. Yeah. And second of all, he took it out, all of his anger and all of his emotion out on Nick and Jess and threatened them, which is not great. So yeah, <laughs> there's that and too.
0: To a certain extent, it's kind of understandable that he would have that ambivalence, right? Like he's in the yeah. situation where all of a sudden he has two people he really cares about who are interested in him and it'd be hard to make that decision. But on the other hand, the way he handled it was... I don't know. I don't know if he could do it worse. And he got Winston involved and was, like, lying about Winston's yeah. involvement. And, like, oh, my gosh. He just... That whole... That dark... That's a dark period of Schmidt. And mm-hmm. I, I refuse to acknowledge it. That's not true. I have to acknowledge it. But I I, it, I don't see it as really a part of him so much when you look at, like, the rest of his character. The other thing that um, I've only begun to notice... And I have to give a shout-out to my wife here, because my wife is the one who notices this. I didn't pay attention to this. But he... Just flat out doesn't listen to CC all the time. Mm. So CC will like tell him, "Don't do that, Schmidt," and he'll just do it.
1: Ooh.
0: And It happens pretty often. So the one example I can think of is with the um, uh, the firefighter or whoever that she was interested in when she went back to Portland. And Schmidt was going to go talk to him, and, and she was like, "Don't talk to him." Uh, that was my CC impression, oh, my and it was good, right? Yeah. It was like almost like she was talking, and oh. then Schmidt just does it anyway. So there's a lot of times where it's like, yes, it's he's trying to do what's in her best interest. He's like trying to do a nice thing, but it's yeah. also him just like completely doing the opposite of what she's telling him to do.
1: Yeah. A little bit bulldozing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's a
1: good point. Maybe I'll change my grade for him.
0: And he has some, he has some moments with coach too, at the beginning or some competitive, kind of, or Co- Winston, Winston. Uh, he has some like stuff with Winston too, at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I think, I think that was because of his atta- like overly attachment to, to Nick particularly and Winston mm-hmm. coming in and challenging that. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about as a romantic partner? So we talked about, we, I kind of mentioned the one thing with CC, but what what other kind of like things do you pop out at you? you talk about Winston and, or excuse me, Schmidt. Well, I mean, Winston Schmidt in terms of his romantic mm-hmm. relationships.
1: Um, so this is totally my research background coming out, but I'm just like, so I'm not ready to give the grade yet. Cause now I'm processing what your extremely smart, um, partner said about, um, how he bulldozes over her. Um, he though is so sexually open and yeah. I know we've been like, you know, in our practice rounds of this, we've been dying to talk about it, um, because he's totally, like, he just embraces his sexuality, mm. and, like, I always think about that scene where he went to the gynecologist, and he was talking about, um, <laughs> you know, pleasure, and the gynecologist was very impressed with yeah, his impressed knowledge. Word, yeah, yeah. Right. um, yeah, I, I, I figure this show is probably PG.
0: Yeah, I mean, PG we don't have to get, get too far into it, yeah, yeah. but, like, just, I think, you're right he he addresses sexuality and when he gets made fun of it too, which oh, is kind of interesting. like right. despite the fact that he's very open talking about it and like open to new experiences, he makes a comment about not just being a plug but a socket and it's like, you don't usually say that to your friends um, but it just you, the fact that he in there's scenes with him with like buying sex toys or having sex toys. I don't remember what the, the Archduke I think was what
2: it was called oh my what that was no called. Gosh.
1: I yeah, um, just all that openness about it I mean yeah. it's nice and he he does a really good job talking about like uh, sexual communication and stuff which is really important with consent and um and everything going on
0: why don't you get into that with like open communication and sexuality consent like what? what tell me about the importance of like being able to openly communicate about sex
1: yeah uh, so I mean one first of all just arguably like it's it makes sex better right like if you're talking about it talking about it, you know um But beyond that, just with consent, I think the biggest push around that and Schmidt does a good job is talking about how, um, you know, if you openly talk about it, then you can you can have more consensual um, relationships and um, that there's not as much ambiguity around it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that it's gosh, you're putting me on the spot. That's okay. Um, It also helps with, you know, this the idea around coercion and sexual coercion going on, um, because then people don't feel as much pressure to do things because they think that's what the partner wants or, yeah. or whatever. And he is. A very, captain
0: situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: funny. Um, and he's just so much more open about it. And I think that's really good. I think he, um, I think he of anyone has the most consensual sexual engagements. Um, and you know, even in
0: nice. the face of like, do you remember when he was having that back and forth with his boss,
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Cece mm-hmm. was like, don't ask, just kiss her. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a great idea. You probably shouldn't, like, that's not good advice. That's terrible advice. But even, like, when he's being told to do that, he's still, like, I don't remember exactly what he says. Mm-hmm. But he makes it very clear that he's interested and wants to kiss or whatever. Not just going in for a kiss without asking. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he's he's the least freaked out, if I remember correctly, about, like, having to sign a contract. You know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like... He's the one more open to it. So um, I think, you know, is it a great show for consent and all that? No, definitely not. Um, yeah, There's a lot.
0: There's a couple of those messages where it's kind of like making fun of asking
1: for consent. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like just the the president of the her high school, help oh, me out. Yes. High school, like, like
0: gender equality.
1: Equality. And-, and then they were like making fun or mocking the the whole process of asking if they could touch
0: you know, yeah. the shoulder
1: or, or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. That's very yeah. big, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was I remember that she <laughs> every like action was like, "Do you consent to this?" Yes, I yeah. consent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that got in the way of the the passion or something. But it, yeah, that's interesting. Well, oh, and also, too. Sorry, going, going back ahead. to communication about sex, I think about too. The where when Schmidt was messing with Jess and Nick, and he told them to do was it the captain? The captain, yeah, yeah. And neither <laughs> of them would like communicate that's not what they actually want because that's what they thought the partner wanted, and mm-hmm. um, so they don't really do a good job talking about um, like so they just assume or whatever, and that then they both are like, that was awful. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So he right.
0: afterwards, I guess. But yeah, that's yeah. right And then consistently Schmidt gets made fun of for being, like doing like things like being successful and like having money. Obviously he's kind of a douche about it. Like that's kind you of, know? there's an entire jar devoted to his doucheness. But like, right. it's strange that the show paints the most successful character, traditionally successful in terms of like making money and like being an adult um, as the one that should get made fun of the most. And I just thought that was an interesting way the writers kind mm-hmm. of like put this out, like, everyone else is kind of like figuring themselves out and struggling and having trouble adulting um mm-hmm. and then winter Sch- Schmidt is the one who's just like doing really well mm-hmm. with all those things and he's the one who gets made fun of the most
2: yeah
0: yeah so I don't know it was interesting I don't know if they were meant to do that but it's certainly a message that I was taking away yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah Schmidt romantically he also is such a good partner towards the end you see so much I, I gave him a participation grade basically like his participation is so strong in his friendships and also in his you know relationship and eventual marriage with CC where they you know kind of have this dual working parenthood thing going on and he is willing to sacrifice time away from the job to focus on Ruth their daughter and I think that's just so um, just that level of support, from action, not just for words. You know, he's very mm. supportive in his words, but also um, lots of participation as a parent. So I thought that was great, yeah. and that's part of my A grade for him. Is that I see him at the end, just very much affirming of his, you know, of CC's career, but also mm. continuing to invest in their, yeah. you know, marriage, but also their daughter. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: Adorable as a dad. Adorable.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So cute.
0: Yeah. All right, so Stacy, you had an A for Schmidt.
1: I do.
0: Kristen, what was your grade? I forgot already.
1: Um, we're going to give him a B.
0: B. B. Overall. Okay. Yeah, I had him kind of in between. I I wanted to give him an A so badly because mostly just because I love Schmidt, but there are things enough things that have come up where it's the B plus A minus yeah, range. Yeah, agree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if I'm going to inflate my grades as much as. Stacey, you're contributing to great inflation.
1: Right. I have uh, participation has lots of points. So. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have to look at a, my pedagogy of my rubric.
0: <laughs> Such nerd teaching humor. Yeah.
1: We all, we all There's like three it.
0: people at home who are just like, that's hilarious, and zero, and like a million other that have no idea. So, before <laughs> we kind of, uh, do we have any last thoughts on Schmidt? I want to make sure we keep moving so we get up to all five.
1: Yeah. I like him and Cece.
0: Yeah. They're good together. Good together.
1: Yeah. yeah. Favorite too. couple. Oh, am I allowed to say that yet?
0: Yeah, you can say that. Okay.
1: Favorite couple. Yeah. Totally. For sure. Oh, I don't know. yeah. Favorite couple. Ooh, Winnie and Allie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, yeah. But wait, like Schmidt and Cece had such a long road. So I think it's just hard to compare Schmidt and Cece and then Winston and Allie yeah
0: yeah, so let's move on. do you want to want move on to uh, CC since we start talking about Schmidt, or do you guys want to move into Winston?
1: Um, you know, CC, I probably have a lot less to say about. so yeah, um, yeah. Do, does that mean know, you uh, want <laughs> We could totally talk about CC. Yeah, let's do it. I think so, she's a stellar friend, by the way. Are we ready so, to go so. there? Yeah, go for it. Um, I just so appreciate CC and Jess. It was fun. It's fun to watch the two of them, and I think it's fun because I I think as a woman, I'm really appreciating that you know strong female friendship and how little we sometimes get to experience that. And so, I don't know. I think CC's just like this tall advocate for Jess, you know she she's so um, feisty in the right ways. she'll speak up for Jess when she needs uh, a voice. Um, but she's also very I don't know she lets she's highly accepting of Jess as well as Schmidt. I guess that's kind of common. she you know Schmidt and Jess in my mind are very quirky, probably some of the quirkiest of the all five. And Winston. Although Nick has his yeah, they're all very quirky. What am I saying? But I guess she's definitely
0: closest with those three. She's not very close to Nick. Yeah.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And I I find her acceptance level of their weirdness just so um endearing. I like her a lot. I think her friendship with uh, Jess is really fun. It um, never phases
0: her. Like the weirdness stuff. Like she'll make yeah. a she'll make fun of Schmidt, but it never like phases her mm-hmm. either.
1: Yeah. It's probably because so. she grew up with Jess. And so she's used <laughs> <you> to <laughs> um, Exactly. But I think they're good for each other, her and Jess. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, she kind of balances out Jess's quirkiness that can, you know, get a little much. Um, but she also, like, I think she makes, Jess makes CC a little more fun and yeah. like a little quirky on her own. Um, mm-hmm. They get, in shenan- get into shenanigans together and also Cece and, Boy Winnie with
0: (laughs) classic Winston CC Mess around. Um
1: so yeah, um I agree. I think she's I think she's uh probably the best of the friends. Wow. Yeah. That's bold. Yeah. I think she I don't know, yeah. I agree. She has her moments. Like I don't like I always think about the episode where um she goes out for her birthday and um her and Jess
0: and get into that big fight. I, I put that on Jess though. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I thought, yeah.
0: They'd, yeah. And cause there's so many times where Cece doesn't feel comfortable saying sharing stuff with Jess or so that was one of the things that mm-hmm. kind of came out in one of the fights. And that is also true of Nick and Jess. Like Jess has this history of not creating an environment where people can share things with her. Yeah. Whereas like people can share stuff with Cece. I don't know if it's just because she wasn't like one of the main four, but Cece, they didn't they didn't write a lot of flaws in her game. They didn't really like have a lot of things where she did something like we could look at and be like, that was a that was terrible. That was a bad thing that she did.
1: Yeah. Cause even the stuff that you would think she manages to get out of, like the arranged marriage and all that stuff. Um I definitely I hate to say it, but I do see CeCe and Winston as B characters and then Yeah, they really are. Schmidt, and Nick, and Jess as the A characters. Yeah. Um so yeah, so maybe that was maybe we need. I mean, because all the other ones, even my boy Winnie, um, everybody, <laughs> I'm gonna say that a million times today. Yeah,
0: you're not gonna call him by his name. No,
1: um, <laughs> they all have, um, they all have like times where you're like that. They're super annoying, um, and mm. so maybe we needed a character that didn't just drive you. To That's stop probably
0: true. It. Yeah, I mean, um,
1: I don't know how much we can talk about Reagan's character, but oh,
0: we we'll have to oh. bring it up when we get to Nick for sure. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I I think Cece was kind of one of those characters, like you said, that's kind of like, I guess, the very solid foundation mm-hmm. in a lot of these things. I don't and see I, a lot of big time faults with her.
1: And I really love when, when the cheating stuff happened. I loved her approach to it and being like, this was your like, because yeah. you know, Schmidt was trying to blame it on everybody else or whatever. And mm-hmm. she was like, no, this is you did like you need to take responsibility for it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so. Yeah. I
0: like Cece. Cece's great. I don't have a lot of other thoughts on her.
1: No, I don't either.
0: She seems like a good partner. She she dated some real weirdos early on. Yeah. With the, the DJ and then Stephen Amell from Arrow she dated. Oh, yeah. Which was hilarious to see him in that role. Um, Robbie. And then she dates oh, Robbie. Yeah. who is was a total 180 from what she had been dating. 360? 180? Just yeah. very different from what she yeah. did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know numbers. Just very different than what she dated before. And yeah. she wasn't really that into Robbie. No. But. And then Sharong, sh- Sharon, I don't remember what the real name is.
1: Sharon, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. They
0: were fine, but it didn't, it wasn't meant to last very long.
1: One of my favorite episodes. It's Taylor Swift. What's Winston when he brings the bat, fits the badger in the Oh, yes. And they yeah. fall through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I also really liked with CC that they didn't feel like she always had to be dating someone like she went yeah. through a time where she it was she was on her own and she was self discovering. And I mm-hmm. thought that was really nice. And so I think they break some of our like what we perceive as traditional, you know, gender stuff or, or whatever, where like the Schmidt and how she was the one who went back to work mm-hmm. once they had kids. And then also like, that she was the one who did she was fine. She was a strong woman who was mm-hmm. fine being single at times. And, um, you know, she yeah. she did a lot of self-discovery discovery which is cool and mm-hmm.
0: she's not super yeah. like warm in mm-hmm. like in like a traditional sense but she still is very like still you could still point to times where she's like warm and caring towards schmidt mm-hmm. and towards ruth and mm-hmm. towards other people too you don't see that as part of like her personality and how she presents but she has the ability to like she has yeah. a range for that yep. right. um one other thought on cc such a great opportunity to kind of like not like I was like, oh, a female model and not just cashing in on dumb model jokes. And then we met our friends, and it's just like, it's 100% dumb model jokes all the time. And I was like, I thought you were better than this new girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately did some looking into that. Um, cause you know, whatever, researcher. Um, and I got frustrated because the her Russian friend, Nadia, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. isn't really Russian. She was oh, really? pretending, and so she's it's kind of she was like, yeah, I based it off of what I thought some based off what I thought Russian models would act like. And I'm like, oh. that's really offensive. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I was I was on board until she said that. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to, like, make it a a ridiculous character, make it a ridiculous character. If you're saying that's how you think Russian models are, that's kind of an issue.
1: Yeah. So. Mm. Oh, boy. That's a discussion for a different day.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, so... Should we, who's next? Who should we get into? We next? should do
1: Winston. We, we should leave him. Jess and Nick for last.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good idea.
0: Gosh, I have so many. Winston. Let's get to Kristen's boy, Winnie. My
1: boy, Winnie.
0: So, Kristen, I'll give you a chance. Give me, give us I your like Winnie this, the Bish. This
1: is a lot of pressure to lead off, but I'll do it. Okay. It. So, yeah. I feel like I have three ratings here. For we, wait, do we grade
0: cc Do we give her a grade?
1: No, we didn't. Oh, yeah. What's, what's the grade for cc uh, if I'm giving Schmidt an A, I give CC an A, so uh, I I see them. Yep, both A's.
0: I'm gonna give CC an A, I wasn't planning on beforehand, uh, but I also can't think of any reason not to. And she does a lot of positive things, so
1: yeah, I guess I will too. <laughs> Grading on a curve, yeah, I know. So, yeah, uh, I,
0: we'll have lower grades later. I promise yeah, you don't that. Don't
1: worry, we'll get there. <laughs> you should see my spreadsheet. Um. <laughs> So going back to Winston, um, I'm gonna grade him on three things. Okay. One, of my grandma's a friend. Mm-hmm. Two, as a, a significant other. And three, as Ferguson's dad. <laughs> nice. So Ferguson the cat. Yeah. Right. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Clarify that. Sorry Ferguson for anybody like... non New Girl listeners, um, which I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> 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 yeah. I think that's, you should you should probably uh put some money in the jar for that comment, Kristen. Wow. wow. <laughs> I'll put it I'll put a sparkling water in there. Um so I would give um an A you know, an A for I you know what, actually for Ferguson's dad, I would give a B because he let him run off for a bit. Remember he went and lived with another like another chick for a while.
0: There are times where he's just or Ferguson like disappears for a yeah. while. And I think that's it makes sense for a TV show, but they also kind of acknowledge it in the show, which yeah. makes me feel like he is just kind of like,
1: yeah, um, which
0: people do with cats. People, some people have cats roam.
1: Yeah. But
0: I don't know if that's great for Los Angeles.
1: No, it's how you have little kittens. Um, <laughs> so I actually rated Winston pretty highly as a friend. Um, but I did detract points because, um, some of his pranks, oh, <laughs> I mean, um, they're a little much, um,
0: Prank Sinatra.
1: Yeah, Prank Sinatra. (laughs) Um, So, and, and I also, okay, so I also should give background that part of the reason why I love Winston so much is he reminds me so much of one of my best friends. Um, We literally call her Winston um, because she constantly is pranking people and it is the stupidest stuff. Uh, Um, And so I'm, I'm very biased because I'm like, it's, he's just so fun to watch um, for that reason. Um, But, I feel like ultimately like he is a really caring friend to all of them and he, um, you know, he wants to be, he replaces. Um, coach. Huh? Coach. He does replace coach, but he replaces mm-hmm. Jess when she's off on, you know, quote unquote jury duty. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, becomes, you know, that's when the classic CC Winston mess around. He becomes
0: a bride, bridesmaid. <laughs>
1: yeah. He becomes a bridesmaid. bridesmaid. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, but I do think that he has some problems with it. I, I think they wanted to portray him as something in the beginning and then from the research I did because I read they didn't like how his character was coming across. And so they yeah. decided to make him more of a prankster and more of like yeah. an easygoing guy. Kind of, yeah. 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 So um,
0: essentially they tried to like make another coach. Yeah. And yeah. I really liked that they like they didn't do like a um uh Fresh Prince thing where they just replaced the character right. and we're supposed to pretend like an Aunt Viv thing, yeah. and we're just like, Oh, it didn't happen. Yeah. They like actually brought in a new actor because, um, oh wow, uh, David Waynes Jr., mm. right? David I, it was one of the Waynes, but David Waynes Jr. like had another show that got picked up, yeah. so he had two pilots that got picked up. Um, so they didn't try to like say, like Oh, this is the new coach, they tried to like, but they still tried to like, they made him a basketball player, they made him super competitive, right. they tried to like probably use some of the uh, storylines that they would have used for coach. And it took him a while to like give Winston a personality that was his.
1: Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. glad, when it's so weird because it's so conflict. like first season Winston versus later Winston, I mean, they try to play him as like more clumsy and da, da, da. But he was like this basketball star. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And, right. So
0: he was a basketball star and then got worse as they talked about him more. Yeah. Which was, I thought kind of a pain and like like, I didn't like that because I like Winston. And yeah. to like, go from him being this basketball star who played overseas in Latvia to, like, a guy who couldn't shoot and had (laughs) shrimp forks with his (laughs) nickname because he had small hands and all these other things (laughs) that kind of came up. But, like, I I didn't like how they kind of, like, took away his athletic ability because they were making him quirky. He could be quirky and be good at sports.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's hard for that show to do. But I think that, like, overall, he has – him and CeCe do the least amount of, like – So for some of them, you know, they'll like when one of them has something good happen, another character has like something go wrong that interferes with their good thing or whatever. And I think that happens the least amount with Cece and Winston. So I think he is overall a friend Mm -hmm. Um, and I love him and Allie. I'll I'll keep the significant other stuff short, but um, I think that's, that's the cutest thing. Um, And I do have to say my least favorite couple across all of the seasons (laughs) Even more so than Jess and Nick, which we'll get to later, is um, Winston and that other prankster. Rhonda? Yeah. And Rhonda. Rhonda. Oh, gosh. So. Intentionally She's so. Impossible. Yeah. Too much. That's too much Winston prankster, whatever. Much, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I'll say about. My
0: boy. Okay, um, Stacey, what do you got? I I have something I'm very excited to talk about. I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay,
1: first. okay. Well, awesome. I definitely I'll highlight maybe some of the things I noticed about Winston as a partner, and I absolutely enjoy him and Allie together. I loved that they were friends first, and so they got to know each other at the workplace, and I think they were so patient with that whole process. You know, Winston has to wait on Allie to get through this boyfriend thing. She's not, doesn't seem very happy in this relationship, but Winston Mm -hmm. is so, you know, patient and supportive and, and waiting, you know, because he seems to love her as a friend first, that he just wants her to be happy, which is obviously endearing that's that's so cool to watch and they do have the shortest relationship timeline but I feel like they have the most mature like romantic relationship of anyone actually maybe if I can say that so I really think he does have such a complimentary dynamic with Allie because he's he lets her be vulnerable he's quirky and maybe she's not as as uh vulnerable or quirky but winston has this ability to support her and shine lights on things that uh, i i especially think about the pregnancy when she's pregnant and she doesn't see herself as certainly she doesn't see herself as fragile uh but he's kind of like oh should you be carrying that and what's you know how can i care for you and she's kind of rejecting that initially um anyway i appreciate that he's he's there ready for her and when she finally did recognize like oh I am beautiful I am pregnant like this you know I do need to take care of myself um that he is right there ready to then affirm that so i i appreciate watching Winston in action with Allie. Um, He has like high levels of support for her and high levels of acceptance of her and her family too. When he met her family, he didn't get scared off. He is a very stable character. And I do see that Winston and Cece both have that stable backdrop where there's not a whole lot of drama. And of course that is related to their kind of B role in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I certainly... Like, I like that. I like friends who are consistent. So I'm yeah. attracted to, you know, Winston. And then, of course, Cece, but Winston's ability to just be there and ready and supportive. And I also think he kind of... Knew, he he serves a really important role in the dynamic between Nick and Schmidt and Winston. So the three men yeah. in that apartment, I feel like Winston does something to, to strengthen both Nick and Schmidt as individuals, because Nick and Schmidt together are sometimes a little bit too opposite, but when Winston's in there, he has a way of pulling, you know, connecting the three of them together. I don't know, he's, I'm not, I don't have a whole lot of examples with that, but I see that happening. yes, 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 the, oh, cookie so got gets, you, cookie, need you, yeah cookie. Yes. And Winston's the one who's like, talk about that. yeah.
0: Schmidt thinks so much about you, man, and, and, yeah. and Nick has finally, like, gets eventually to the place where he can be vulnerable and open up to Schmidt.
1: Yeah. Uh, it
0: takes a little bit, but he's able to get there, and Winston certainly kind of, like, facilitates
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I think he's a stellar friend, and he doesn't require too much of anybody. He's not needy in the way that some of the other characters tend to, like, get too attached to mm-hmm. um, you know I need I need and too selfish so I like that about him as well and yeah I I rate him very highly
0: so here's my negative on Winston okay so this is what I I have this, this, is, this is a small negative <laughs> relative to the rest of because most of what he does is really positive in relationships and this is mainly pertaining to him as a romantic partner and not as um, a friend but he he gloms on and kind of indiscriminately, I would say. I wouldn't think that he has a lot uh, in common with the women he dated before Allie, but he got pretty attached. He tried to go for it fast, right? Mm-hmm. So like with mm-hmm. Shelby, he like hooked up with her a few times, and then he just decided he's going to date her. And it really was almost kind of like proving that he could do it,
1: mm-hmm. more so mm-hmm. than like... Yeah.
0: And like I'm so and he was talking about how in love with Shelby he was all the time, but not really much about like their relationship or like them as like a couple. It was just like he just kind of like glommed on and that was kind of his thing. And I don't remember the other character the one he met at the bar mm. when Brooklyn Deckler was there.
1: Oh I don't remember.
0: He uh, she cheats on him, but he again he gets really he gets kind of attached pretty quickly. And who else did he date? There's someone else I'm thinking of. He
1: did. Brenda
0: Song, the one he got. Um, That's one I was thinking of, the of Brenda Song.
1: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and then the bus driver. Or, or oh, that one, yeah, that one was kind of weird. I
0: don't even remember them breaking up.
1: I don't know, they kind of just glossed over it, I think. Yeah. I think it was more just a sexual relationship. It
0: seemed like it, yeah. yeah. And then the Rhonda thing, again, right. like they had pranking in common, but that clearly wasn't a very good relationship. And they got married, so we can't say that he wasn't too attached in some ways, even if it was a prank.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: I don't know, I just, there are some things there that hmm. he kind of like, he does some things sometimes that like, I think we're more about like him being in a relationship as opposed to like finding the right relationship. And he even says at the end to Ali is like, all the times I said, I love you to a woman, I was lying. I only realized that, I didn't know I was lying at the time, but I realized that now as I say it to you, mm-hmm. and, like very cute, he also said he called all the women to tell them that, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Which oh you God. shouldn't
0: do, just FYI. I don't call <laughs> exes and tell them you never love them. <laughs> oh but it kind of, like, allows you to see, like, him kind of recognizing that part of himself, mm-hmm. right? Him recognizing that, like, he would get pretty, like, involved pretty quickly and didn't actually have as strong of feelings as he thought he did. He would just mm-hmm. kind of, like, go for it. So that's my one negative on Winston. i still put him pretty high. And the hardest thing about that is that's doing more damage to him than it is to others, except in the sense of you think about, like, Shelby, or you think about some of these characters and kind of wasting time, but, like, most of them were kind of not as into him as he was into them. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think Shelby would be the one exception in that, because she seemed pretty into the relationship, but yeah. she also didn't seem, like, that into him compared to where he was.
1: Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he's just kind of perpetually in a relationship where he was more into the other person. Even with Allie at the beginning,
1: Right, he was
0: kind of more into it than she was um but i will say with him too is like he didn't like he he tried to trade out partners but he didn't get too like friend zoning about it you know what i mean he mm-hmm. didn't like throw a fit or not want to talk to her anymore or like get angry at her for it he just kind of like realized that like that wasn't going to happen he was like trying to take care of himself and get a new partner and then eventually he came around It's was like you know i can you can be my partner and we'll be fine kind of thing yeah
1: you know the as you're talking about this i think that he ha- was very similar with his friendships, too. I mean, it was never, like, all of the friends, all the other casts like, being obsessed with him or being, like, more... It was always him more into them, and then he was, like... Definitely in, like, with him too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And so maybe that's just kind of how he acts with friends and relationships. Mm.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So some self-regulation for him.
1: Yeah. Probably. Maybe it has to do with the fact that he's to have a dad around. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, and hey, I think mean, he has...
1: Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Like, do all of the men in the cast not have a dad that's present? Probably not. I was oh, trying to really figure that funny. out, because Nick's got his kind of weird dad situation. He d- He's not, anyway, reliable. And then Schmidt maybe doesn't have a dad, because all of the flashbacks are about mom.
0: He does. Uh, Schmidt's dad makes that with Jess. You mm-hmm.
1: that? Yeah, yeah. Oh! He has oh. the winery, but he, oh. like, he ran off.
0: Yeah, so he... Age. He ran off, and he was just kind of not. He kind of like flighty, kind right. of like Nick's dad, yeah. not as like damaging as Nick's dad. Yeah. Okay. Um, but certainly.
1: Yeah.
0: Of the same nature.
1: Yeah. And then Winston's dad,
0: no relationship.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's allusions that. Test.
0: There's allusions that um, Allie finds them, and they never kind of get around to that storyline. They meet someone named Van Bishop, who's not his dad. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but never mistake. actually meets his dad.
1: Yeah. Well, I think he says he doesn't want to. I think yeah, they I think, yeah, I think it. they
0: dropped it, but yeah.
1: yeah. Sidebar. Anyway.
0: No, that's an interesting point. I never thought about that. Is that all three of the male characters,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then Cece's dad died when she was nine.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So only Jess has a dad
1: involved. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm.
0: I don't know what that says about how the writers view dads. Mm.
1: It was it's a lot of female writers.
0: Yeah. They didn't know how to write dance. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I definitely think that relates to how the connections between the three men. I don't know. I see like their mat their like identity development happening through one another. Like Mm -hmm. Nick and Schmidt trying to figure out what it means to be vulnerable. And then, you know, Winston being very supportive, but also I don't know. That that came up a couple times for me as I was looking at these relationships. Yeah. Also, as you say that now, I think about the the dads how they're portrayed in the uh, in the show, and a lot of them. So, like Nick and Schmidt specifically, they mimic their dad. So Nick does the like vam- yeah. uh, bamboozling stuff, where like he owes a lot of the characters money, mm. which yeah. again, something I don't like about him. But anyways. And then Schmidt gets like really overly attached to, or like, I don't know. Wait, did I say Schmidt? Yeah, um, maybe, Sh- but Schmidt though is like, he's so desperate for like Nick's love and Cece's love or whatever that maybe that's like, cause he's missing his, his dad. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a nod to that. Yeah, they mm-hmm.
0: definitely handle it very differently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I should say, thinking about this now, talking about parents of the characters, um, I didn't like how Schmidt is a very like sexually open person. He did not ha- handle his mom um, and his uh, her friend
0: work friend Susan. Yeah, uh, um,
1: their relationship and the fact that they oh, were yeah. that they were um, lesbians. He didn't handle that well. So. Yeah,
0: he accepted it eventually, but it, it was a, a weird while. like situation where he just didn't acknowledge that it was the case.
1: Well, and then when they got engaged, he like was mad about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Work for susan
0: <laughs> So is it... Oh, grades for Winston. Do we give official grades? I'm looking B-plus-ish for Winston. I think he's very high, but I'm going to knock him down just a peg.
1: Yeah, it's, I... I originally said an A-minus, um, but maybe after talking to you guys, I'll do B-plus. Stacy, I... I'm so... Uh, I just...
0: Just do it. You're Do the strengths.
1: Strength. I want to give them an A. I'm a strengths focused person. Yeah. <laughs> Very A, uh, but probably, yeah. A minus if we're on that scale of plus or minus. Yeah. A minus.
0: Okay. So, Nick and Jess, we finally got down from Nick and Jess, who, by the way, just Let's get the dirt out. Date super attractive people for throughout the entirety of the show, which I thought was who interesting. Do? Who, do, who, do we, who do we start with for them? So I have lots to say. Let's start. <sighs> let's start Jess. I want to talk about Jess. I have negative Go feelings towards
1: Jess in general. You, do you want to start then? Do you want sure, to Sure,
0: I'll know? start because I just not a fan in any way. And like that takes away from like, my ability to kind of look past things. So like with characters I like like Schmidt, it's easy for me to look past things when he sure, does things. Yeah. Jess annoys me a lot and a lot of reasons. So it's hard for me to look past things. I feel like she has the emotional intelligence of like a middle schooler. She meddles too much in situations. She doesn't leave it alone with Dr. Sam when everyone tells her to leave it alone. And then she gets rewarded because they start dating again Mm. after that, Mm. even though it wasn't a great relationship consistently. So Nick, she is on Nick about not being able to open up, right? She's like, he'll never open up. He never tells me how he feels. So Nick talks to Tran about how he feels, and he talks to Schmidt and Winston about how he feels. Cece doesn't talk to Jess about how she feels. I think there's another explanation here besides mm. Nick not sharing his feelings.
2: Mm. And I think it's
0: Jess not creating an environment where people feel comfortable sharing things with her. Yeah. Because she meddles, because she's so over-involved, because she over so much in the romantic relationships that she can't, like, you know... Um, create these good relationships and can't create this situation where they feel comfortable with her.
1: Mm. And I don't think
0: she realizes it, which makes it kind of worse. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, she definitely meddles. She meddles so much. I mean, the stuff like getting into it. Now, does he need a kick in the butt? Yes, Nick. But whenever she gets in a boxes of when she gets in his box of bills and starts trying to pay stuff off, yeah, like too much. Oh, it just drove me. Also,
0: in. why do you want that relationship? Why do you want a relationship where you take mm. care of that much of someone? That's a something about you as a person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, well, she always wants, if you could tell across the street, she wants to fix people. She wants to like right. make people better or whatever.
0: Right, Um, which
1: is and she battles too much, which I would call
0: a negative, not a positive. Yeah, it's
1: like she doesn't have a boundary there. Like you can have that desire, but she takes it to the next level of actually following through with fixing people's problems, and that's Mm -hmm. where it's really crossing the line. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and she also has. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, she has like high judgment, Mm -hmm. so high expectations, high judgment. I think that's part of the reason why she's not very. Approachable when somebody wants to share maybe something a little tough.
0: Yeah, that's why yeah. her and Cece got in that fight. Because mm-hmm. she went to the movies with Jessica P and it was, we came and they punched each other in the boob and that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Became um, a whole thing. You guys can't see Denzel's face, but we can, <laughs> and it's really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think so. Jess is the one, I, this goes away from the grading for a second, but I feel like, um, you know, she is the star quote unquote star of the show. Um, and she's the one I ha- like research wise think the most about, because, um, from the very beginning, she goes through this huge, like sexual identity development that's mm. occurring. Um, you know, she, she goes out and she's originally dating that one guy for a long time. Spencer. and then Yeah, Spencer. Um, and then she has to learn how to be like sexual outside of that. And even in their relationship, she was like really nervous about like whatever based on the pilot episode. Um, and so like you see the biggest sexual growth with her and sexual development. Um, but also you see some of the stuff that we see most common in emerging adulthood. Um, so she gets she. Think she has to do a one night stand um, and feels all this pressure because that's like what, you know, people do. And like, mm-hmm. so she she tries to listen to her, her you know, friends or peers or whatever, and be like, oh, I should, you know, I'm supposed to do a one night stand, even though it's like totally not in her preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see a lot of like that. And then also too, that she, anytime she get like the, when she first gets into the sexual relationship with, or dating whatever with Justin Long's character. Genslinger. Paul, yeah. yeah, but she, she, like, doesn't, she has to go, like, talk to people about, like, you know, what that looks like and oh, get advice from one. the oh from the dudes in the loft. Yeah. And, which and then she
0: watches a bunch of porn. She watches a to, bunch
1: of porn, yeah. To, oh, to try right. to figure out
0: what to do. And then she scares them off because she wants, or she tries to, like, choke them. And
1: yeah, some weird, Without uh,
0: asking. Don't choke without asking.
1: Yeah, consent, right? Yeah. There you go. There's yeah. no
0: reason that should happen without a conversation at a time. Yeah.
1: Um, and so she's, she definitely goes through, you know, the biggest sexual identity development, maybe arguably, but sexual identity development for sure. Um, and, uh, she, she has a lot of sexual growth and she, you know, she gets in that friends with benefits relationship with, uh, Dr. Sam and which then wants more, I don't know. So it's all like, she's the most research intriguing Mm -hmm. to me. Um, but then, so I say this and one of my really good friends from our group, uh, friend group is literally jessica day oh no she's she's the mo- no don't say it. she's yes. the most amazing person so I, um and she doesn't she has all of jessica days like you know fun quirkiness mm-hmm. um but she's not she doesn't metal thing you know thank goodness That's not. Good. but yeah. she's like she literally does she's a classically trained opera singer so she oh, wow. sings all oh, the wow. time and she dresses up as, as she does princess events so she nice. dresses <laughs> up as, yeah. But so she is, she's a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, She is Jessica Day. Um, So I I love Jessica Day, but she is one of my least favorite characters on the show.
0: Definitely my least.
1: Yeah. So I have
0: one more thing I want to complain about, but Stacey, do you have?
1: uh, How about I offer some redeeming qualities of Jess? Go for it, go for it. Okay, so I do find that she can repair in her relationships. Like she can go back after she's made her error And admit her wrongs, which often we're seeing at the end of the episodes with any character. Most of them do eventually find a resolution. Uh, But that is redeeming that somehow she keeps these friends. Even though she's constantly meddling in their business, she is able to repair with them. Especially Cece. She's very, like, that relationship's the strongest. Um, Also, she's good at holding people up in their strengths, even when she's like not doing her best. So she can have the awareness that other people are, you know, for example, Winston, when she meddles in his business and invites his, in, you know, his dad, who's not actually his dad to come meet him. Uh, it's like, afterwards she's a she stays and she repairs she could have you know done a nick thing and maybe like made it worse by leaving or going away or or blaming someone else but she walking out of the room exactly yes she finds a way to say you know winston like you're never alone we're all here for you you're gonna be a great father you know so she's able to like let go of anything that and maybe is on her mind and, and care for other people so she, it's possible she can do that and
0: that's a really um, good point because there is research about like repair being almost like more important than like the mistakes themselves right like so yeah. being able to go back and like repair effectively is really important for like relation long-term relationships
1: yes yes just the the practice of it and the skill and then the, the bond that happens because of getting over that the other thing about jess a reason I like her is that she does she does have that piece of needing to work on herself and her confidence and her her contribution to relationships. And I think that piece, even though it's not we're not judging it well, I can relate to it. We can relate to this idea of like, gosh, we're always doing something wrong or we're always bringing that worst part of ourselves out. And, and watching her struggle is, you know, comedic relief, but it's also mm-hmm. relatable. Cause it's like, yeah, man, why did I say it like that? Like, why did I talk to my, you know, husband like this or my partner, you know, my friend, I can't believe I did this, but I did it. But in my worst moment that, ha- that came out. So it's kind of nice to um, watch it play out and then, relate to it and that's all i need to say about jess but i think she has her moments where she can she's very resilient apparently she can Mm -hmm. get over all of her mistakes and repair so yeah i think that's a really good point because i think that i don't think she's trying to do her stuff or like all her meddling is usually meant to like help someone she's genuinely trying to like help them she's just really bad at it it'd be
0: great if she could learn from her mistakes yeah that
1: would be right but that wouldn't be a show, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they love her regardless. I mean, they always say that Jess is like the glue, but.
2: I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <I> don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. And arguably, well, I don't know. I was going to say arguably the worst season was the one where she was gone, but I think they also played up that like she was the glue and like they're all really struggling and without her. And yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Which. There wasn't a lot of, like, evidence before that that made sense yeah, with. Right, but I guess, right. like, I could I could see how that makes sense in terms of, like, her coming in. But I also, I wonder if that's a gender stereotype that this that the show is trying to play up. Like, oh, because she's a woman, she's, like, the relational to, piece
1: yeah, maybe. to this group that's of friends. Point, I don't yeah. know.
0: That's just a guess. That's a
1: great point.
0: Speaking of gender stereotypes, one of my biggest anti-Jess arguments is not something that really is... Like her issue. It's not like her problem. Right. But anyway, I'm going to, I'm just going to get into it before I just, instead of setting it up. Every person who's like attracted to her and is updating her is attracted to her because she's like messing up or doing something that she can't do.
2: Like, oh, like
0: think about Fancy Man. She had that car breakdown and she was like, Struggling with that, and all of a sudden he like comes in with his car and like swoops in and like invites her to the party, and yeah. she's just like having all this stuff go on. Same thing with Doctor Sam. There's that weird blow up with Bear Claw and like her going by Katie and all this weird stuff.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And then Doctor Sam continues the relationship and ends up dating her. And then also there's some other weird, there's the other <laughs> weird stuff she does that people end up being like, oh that's cute, and they end up dating her. I'm trying to think of other examples. Nick even says like one of the things that attracts. So they were going through those weird things that turn each other on. Mm-hmm. So, like when Nick swishes his beer and yeah. for Jess is like when she can't open the pickles.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And there's just there's this like like very like strong narrative of her like the most attractive thing about her to some of these people is just that she's like can't handle everything mm-hmm. and. Again, not entirely her fault. It's kind of her fault in the sense that she kind of goes after people like this. And, like, Genslinger, who was not, like, that was not part of her. She just was never that into. You know what I mean? Like, she was just never into Genslinger, even though he he kind of, like, related to her as an equal. And, like, they worked together and had lots of things going on. I'm trying to think of other people she dates.
1: Robbie and they... Are... That was
0: a weird one.
1: Yeah. Well, for so many reasons, but...
0: I, also, why did they have to make The Cousins? Why did the writers think that was like the funny thing? Oh too? my gosh. I don't know. Super weird.
1: It was, yeah. yeah, it makes me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. But yeah, just... I would say that Robbie thing also was kind of like... There's a lot of him being played up as like... They made him like rich and like really interesting and then... He was attracted to her and like messing up and stuff. And oh, um, she
1: she did I accidentally beat him yeah. up at the gym.
0: Yeah, she dropped the, oh, that's dropped right. the barbell yeah, on Yeah, I know that
1: medical stuff.
0: Yeah, there, So there was stuff that kind of like come up where she's like doing mistakes and things like that, and it's like they get attracted to each other for that. Mm, so yeah,
2: hmm.
0: kind of a a weird play into that too.
2: Good and gosh. she even
0: said it like at the beginning, like I'm attracted to people I want to fix. You know, I want someone who has a mistake who like or who can't handle themselves or whatever. And um, I don't know why that related back to her playing into like that in the future relationships. Maybe she overcorrected. Because that could be something like she dated Spencer and Spencer mm-hmm. couldn't take care of himself. And now she's attracted to people who will take care of her. And she like likes that these men like wanna. Fix her or whatever. I don't know.
1: Maybe except yeah. that, like, the only person she really dates, or the two people she dates who could take care of her, Mr. Fancy Pants and um, Dr. Sam, and Mr. Mm-hmm. Fancy Pants. She broke up with like for the stupid reason, which you do a great discussion on that. Um, oh, I forgot.
0: I haven't even complained about
1: that yeah, yet. Yeah. Oh my god. The, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, maybe she, I think I mean, and Nick is the ultimate fixer upper, right? Like, mm-hmm. he right. needs to be fixed up mm-hmm. and. So I think ultimately she likes being yeah. the one. But she
0: also likes that he was... Attra- maybe she doesn't like this, but like he was very attracted to the fact that she couldn't handle stuff and that yeah. the first time he saw her, she couldn't get through the door and she was trying to get the door. And he even says, the first time I saw her, I was in love with her. It's like, you attracted to this woman who like can't open the door yeah. and like can't get in. It's like...
1: Well, I- maybe that's because Nick... Also, too, though, Nick likes having someone worse off than him that he can take care of. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: He called her a gold digger.
1: Oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah oh my God. Yeah. yeah, I do want to make that last point about Jess and Fancy Man. Yeah. And then we'll move on because I know we uh, want to wrap up here and talk about um, Nick a little bit. But so she ends up breaking up with Fancy Man because they weren't passionate enough. And the way she knew they weren't passionate enough is because they weren't fighting enough. And mm-hmm. I was like... I, that's just a terrible narrative to have in your head that you have to be like fighting to be passionate. And he thought, and she thought that because she, he was fighting with his ex wife, that they had this like crazy chemistry when I wouldn't call that chemistry at all. I don't know. That's just, I think that's a really harmful narrative to talk about, yeah. like yelling at each other, and being angry at each other as having chemistry. And then of course that's when her and Nick go home and they get into a huge fight. So, you know, that definitely going to get together. Cause mm-hmm. like, they get in a fight. So that means they're passionate for each other. And it's like, I was just like clawing my brains out. And some of that's like having that thought as a whatever age she is, 20, 28, 27 or whatever year old is one thing. But like, it's also on the writers. Like that was a very clear message that they were sending Mm. that there was no passion in this relationship. And you can tell that from the argument. And now you can tell that Nick and Jess have passion because they are very clear. The writers are very clear that they're setting that up. Yeah. And they're very much sending the message that because Nick and Jess fight at the end of the episode where Jess has this like revelation or whatever, that that's their message is like this passion comes from being angry. And that's stupid.
1: Mm. But it's not only that, but they have really unhealthy conflict resolution too. Yeah. And that's right. something consistent. And like people glorify Nick and uh Nick and Jess's relationship. They're because, not um yeah. And they're, they have terrible conflict resolution. They're, you know, they have really conflicting personalities and like goals in yeah. life. And so, which I mean, never
0: get resolved. Yeah. There's never yeah. a time at the end where it's like, now we are on the same page. Yeah. It's just yeah. like just stops caring about some of those things. Mm-hmm. And right. also like in that last season, Nick loans coach $71,000 and doesn't tell Jess after they've been right. together for three years. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. That's- secrecy hiding avoiding yeah yeah and i i reflected on them as a couple and i thought they don't have a couple identity to me they are two individuals in how i understand the characters i do not see their couple identity by the end of the show
0: it's all about that they love each other not about anything else yeah and that's an issue and a lot of that only comes because they live together. If you live with someone you had feelings for and you're just around them all the time, unless it ended really badly, like you're probably going to get feelings for them again.
1: Yeah. And they're just
0: like, oh, I wonder why I can't get rid of this feeling. Must be because it's the one or that's the real person I should be with. No, it's because you're around them all the time.
1: That's a good point. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, what is that, <sighs> the proximity effect? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting. Jess, man, she kills me. I, I put her <laughs> at the lower, I'd, I'd have her definitely at a lower grade than Nick. Like... I'd put well, her in. I the kind deep of
1: range. think I think different. I, I see Jess as passable. She's a C to me. Like she barely gets through. And maybe that's because I reflect a lot on her and CC just relationship. So I don't know. What do you think, Kristen? I I actually rated Jess higher because I think I think although she has a lot of problems, I think ultimately she does want the best for everyone. I don't think she's like vindictive or any of that kind of stuff. I think she does want the best for everyone. Um, whereas Nick, I don't always see that. Hmm. Yeah. I think Nick is innately selfish.
0: I think that has a lot to do with the way Nick was brought up though, too. It
1: would Still.
0: That's true. It doesn't matter like where it comes from. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, yeah, it doesn't take away from what he does. And he
1: stays selfish across the seasons.
0: Yeah.
1: I think loaning Coach that money is innately a selfish thing. Yeah. You know, so I graded Jess higher. I still give her a C, um, but maybe I'm being generous. I gave, I didn't give Nick an F, so, you know, I felt like I needed to do higher than Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So now that we're kind of talking about Nick, any other thoughts on Nick? We kind of talked about him in the relationship with Jess. He dates a lot of pretty attractive people, and I, I don't for the life of me understand why, I think like when I first started watching the show, I was kind of like, I would say jealous of Nick because like Jake, Nick doesn't do anything and he like just like has relationships like fall to him. And I was like, how does this happen? Mm. Is there something that he's doing that I'm not understanding? Um, but I think I do think he tries. I think he tries and is unsuccessful a lot of the times in terms of like reaching out and like he is able to do it with his friends. He's able to kind of like be vulnerable a little bit with Schmidt and Winston. The Gimme Cookie Got You Cookie is like yeah. the biggest one.
1: Yeah. I uh, love but that Also, episode.
0: on the, their 10th anniversary, Schmidt, yeah. and Nick, yeah. or Sh- yeah, Schmidt's having a really tough time because CC gets in- er, engaged and Nick unprompted goes over and talks to him and comforts his friend. Mm. So, like, Nick has that ability to do that with his friends. I just don't see that so much with anyone outside the friend group, like if it's relationship mm-hmm. or... But
1: I feel like I see Nick doing that in times when people when his friends are struggling, he's never really supportive when they're happy. He's always jealous. People are
0: happy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: He's always shown as jealous when people are happy. And Mm -hmm. so like to be a good friend, you have to be there for both. Good point. Um. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think that the reason why you remember that scene of him, like sitting there with Smith is because it's very out of character for him. True. Um. And I, I wanted so bad to like Nick. I just, I like, I wanted to see so much growth over him from him. Yeah. I And if he had, I he co- probably could be up there for one of my favorite characters, but he didn't. He was so... Yeah, he doesn't
0: grow at all. Yeah. Um, and he goes from being the worst writer in the history of the world to, like, a best-selling yeah,
1: right? author.
0: <laughs> what happened in between writers? Like, where, where did that happen? You can't just, like... And I think it's a harmful message to send that you can be terrible at something, devote your life to it, and then... Yeah. Without working that hard or trying to like get better at it. You just
1: Well and he goes and he takes the bar and passes, but then yeah. like
0: that was your thing is they retconned his story. Yeah. He was a, a person who failed or not failed out, or dropped out of law school and wasn't good at that stuff. And then all of a sudden they retconned his story to be like, Oh, he he passed the bar, he just didn't want to be a lawyer.
1: Yeah. And I was
0: <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's, that felt insulting to me as, a, as an audience member.
2: Mm-hmm. It was kind of like
0: the opposite of what they did with Winston. They made him a progressively a worse basketball player
2: mm-hmm.
0: through those seasons. Just like Nick, they made him progressively like more successful and smart without actually showing him doing it. Right. Yeah. They showed a, occasionally. They would show him doing some things to like get there, but it was just kind of like it just happening mm-hmm. or like retconning the story to make yeah. him look like he's this person that he wasn't before.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like you misunderstood him
1: mm-hmm yeah that's a good take I I definitely do not endorse Nick's communication style and he's yeah not not someone who develops over time I think Kristen you're spot on with that it's like he's pretty stale in his yeah. in his development and his growth but I I don't know. I think his one piece for me that stands out the most, again, I, for some reason, really pulled out this male friendship theme, but Mm -hmm. he has such a difficult time being vulnerable with his, with anybody, specifically his male friends. And he has a hard time accepting vulnerability. So he's pushing out that message that we don't cry. No you're mm-hmm. crying. What are you doing there? You know, like, so he gives Schmidt that mess feedback message when Schmidt wants to, you know, tear up or get, um, sentimental. So I think that was so hard to watch and yet it's so familiar. I, you know, and in, in recognizing how men are socialized to relate to one another and then what mm-hmm. the, what they can show and what they can't. And I think he just really struggles to give of himself and then receive anything that's less than surface. Um, But the give me cookie, got you cookie is a really sweet moment. I find that a redeeming episode for Nick. Uh, You know, it doesn't carry much weight, but it does it's a shining moment for nick to be like i am trying to be your friend like yeah. i don't know what this means but you apparently thought of me when you and you got a cookie for me and now i'm gonna try to reciprocate and apparently that's not the right way to do it but i'm trying so you know he does have that i guess effort
0: the best part about that is when they're hugging it's like you're the turtle man
1: oh yeah. <laughs> You know, underrated relationship, um, Nick and
0: Tran. Yeah, I, I love forgot Nick about and Tran. Tran. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, so Tran really brings his childlike self out. Yeah. yeah.
0: And Tran allows him to kind of be vulnerable in a way that he can't hold other people. So I don't know if that means he needs friends who don't talk, which is probably a reflection on Nick also. Yeah, maybe.
1: I always forget that he dated Tran's daughter.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. I, at, uh. And then she broke up with him because he was too, yeah, he vicious. was working too hard. Yeah. yeah. Silly, silly, yeah. pure silliness. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad about it, but it was, it was funny, but it was silliness.
1: I, I actually, I give Nick some maybe, I don't know, implicit credit to, because I think he actually, I, I to me is the glue that holds the group together. Um, Mm-hmm. I, you know, Schmidt and Winnie, although they become more friends, I think that they would have gone their own ways if mm-hmm. Nick wasn't around. For sure. Um, as I think as with Jess, mm-hmm. um, especially early on. Um, and so I think he is, he is a messy glue, but he is kind of the glue mm-hmm. as well. Um, and so I think he does bring these friendships together. Um, and I think, you know, I, I got to give him some credit for that, I yeah,
0: guess. For sure.
1: We needed that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm actually gonna move their grades so a little tough. closer together in my head. So like, I'm gonna move Jess up to C minus and Nick down to C minus from a C. So I think they yeah. should be at the same spot. Yeah. I
1: mm-hmm. think okay, that was good. Probably fair. I originally had Nick with a D. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: but I can definitely so. see that he, yeah. could he could pass.
0: I think I overcorrected because I didn't like Nick so strongly when I first watched, and I was trying to like give him more credit. The most recent time I watched through, um, so. Yeah. I think I overcorrected a little. Because <laughs> now you're saying the things that I was like, oh, yeah, that was a complaint I had about Nick before. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So we went through any final thoughts on anyone else? If you want to throw a shout out for Coach or anyone yeah, else? Yeah,
1: Coach what, gets an honorable mention, I guess. Yeah, honorable um, to mention to
0: Coach. I like Coach. He's a fun character. I wish he was in it more. He, he, he's a jerk, but he's fun. I liked
1: him with May. Yeah. They um, were cute. Didn't like him the first episode. Wasn't upset he was gone. He thought he was fine when he came back. I did, I got really fond. I have fond memories over the, uh, the where he's moving out and she tries to do the memory stuff with him. And
0: he just starts packing stuff at the very end.
1: Yeah, and he starts, (laughs) I don't know, he starts coming around and it's sweet. So, um, Uh, but I also think of the episode where they're all in New York and he lives there and (laughs) (laughs) they just run into him. I mean, poor coach. So and he's like,
0: yeah, I've been in LA four or five times. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um yeah. so
1: honorable mention, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like I like Coach enough.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I had nothing else.
1: Allie. I love Allie's Allie. fine. Yeah, yeah I really enjoy she's, her. Yeah. She's
0: an adorable character. I like the time where she hangs out with Cece and Jess on their mm-hmm. bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <sighs> yeah. No,
0: yeah, yeah. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Schmidt and Robbie's friendship is really interesting mm-hmm. considering it grew out of a weird place, yeah. but they still like we're friends.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I think is that's it? everybody.
1: Ferguson. So.
0: Ferguson. <laughs> or sweatshirt as that one lady. Yeah,
1: yeah. A sweatshirt. Yeah. Weird yeah, yeah. A cat. Okay. You know.
0: So, parting question for you guys. So, the four of us are on a show similar to New Girl. Give me a storyline.
1: Whoa. Oh, gosh. Hmm.
0: And it can't be recording a podcast.
1: Set us um, up one more time. We're on a show like New Girl? Four of us are
0: on a New Girl type show. So Denzel, okay. you're involved in this too.
1: I guess I'll, I'll channel my inner Schmidt since yeah. that's who to quiz does, I guess. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um... Huh?
0: Or maybe what would be your role in the show instead of like creating a storyline? I don't know. What
1: would be my role in the show? Yeah. Um. Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> mm. I would be maybe like. Give, I don't know. I guess my role in my friend group of, of my new girlfriend group is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They, uh, I get asked a lot of sex questions, so I'm the go-to, I don't know. Sex Sexpert? Yeah, sexpert, mm-hmm. um, right. so, which leads to some awkward conversations. I've been told- Naturally. Some things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, I don't know, I'm the, I'm known for being overprotective of my friends, so I would be the person who would try to fight someone at the bar. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's it, so that's honestly, the first
0: storyline.
1: Yeah, that's guess. the storyline, yeah. 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 I want to
0: see that story. I want to see you fighting someone at the bar. Oh, I haven't done gosh. it.
1: I just voted most likely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I love it. Stacy. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm really... I favor, like, reality TV show. And, <laughs> like, I know that's not a new girl type of show. I think we would be... Uh, a bunch of friends who just moved, you know for example, to a college town because we have to do college and uh, we're away from our families so we need each other. And I think I would be uh, the cheerleader type to a friend group such as this. And I yeah. would be... Considering uh, your
0: grades for everyone. Uh, I would yeah. say that's
1: yeah. all could I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to highlight your strengths and make you feel like you can do it. You can do anything. Uh, so I would be very supportive, very, uh, team oriented. I'd want to, to hang out and do cool things together, but I'd also need my alone time. Yeah. That's not exciting. That's why I like reality TV. Cause I, I don't think I have an exciting life. I just like to watch people live life.
0: <laughs> You'd be the fire starter. You'd be spreading all the rumors. Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> I feel like I should give myself more depth of a character <laughs> rather than just gonna be the fighter sex bird who fights people at the bar. I like the
0: I I like you as a fighter at the bar. Yeah.
1: yeah. We'll, we'll say uh, I'm also and Eric knows this well about me, um, I, uh, I get a little frazzled sometimes and I uh, with like work and I get a you know, I also really, really like um I don't know. I'm uh, a little uptight at times, so um, maybe I'll be the uptight. See, I'm just Schmidt, honestly. I just, (laughs) that's my character. I'm
0: Schmidt. Um, Fair enough. Makes it easy.
1: Yeah.
0: It's archetyping and put you into. And thanks to you for listening today. If you want to become a part of Relevation Nation and get daily information about romantic relationships, or just want to learn more about Relevate, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash myrelevate. Follow us on Twitter at myrelevate, or on Instagram at instagram.com slash myrelevate. Special thanks to our producer and the composer of our opening music, Denzel Jones. See you next time.